welcome back to episode four of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Brooklyn Bee Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we talk about all things related to wedding photography and working inside the wedding industry. Today we talked to Cinnamon Wolf about blogging and SEO, and I have to tell you, you guys, she shares the best information tangible items and actionable things that you guys can do right now to speed up your workflow for blogging and how to optimize your SEO. It's incredible. Cinnamon Wolf is a former corporate gal turned photographer, private photo editor, and educator. She's an army wife, a stepmom, a pet mom, and the friendliest introvert you've ever met. She's obsessed with helping others realize that they are capable of so much more than they think they are. She hosts her own podcast, Focused, with her husband, and they chat with business owners about all things photography, business, and blogging. It's incredible. You guys should definitely give it a listen and follow and subscribe. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. I think it's going to change the way you think about blogging and your process and really help speed it up and not be such a burden. So sit back, relax, take some notes, and enjoy. share your voice is live. Inside this course, I teach you how to start your own podcast, edit and produce your own episodes, get guests, become a guest, and I even share how to promote your show after it's gone live. I'm so excited about this course because I know that it works. The students that have completed my online course have felt so empowered and so inspired that within 30 days, they've launched their own shows, which is truly incredible. I'm so honored to help them follow their dreams, and I can't wait to help you guys too. So to find out more about this course, you can visit us at www.twgna.com and click the shop button to find out more, or you can just swipe up and visit us in the show notes. Enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. Hi, everyone. So here we are. We're back and Cinnamon is with us. Welcome, Cinnamon. Hello, everyone. So good to be here. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. It's my 100% pleasure. I love talking about this stuff, so I can't wait to dig in. I know. Blogging is, I'm so excited to delve into blogging and learn more about you and get all of your knowledge right here to share with everybody. Yep, it's going to be great. <laughs> so I should say that Cinnamon and I met about two years ago. We kind of figured out at yep. a Spark meeting, um, and we went out for lunch, and we took our headshots. Yep. And I really uh, got to know Cinnamon more recently because when I started my Tea with Janae blog I was on Squarespace, I was Googling like how to set stuff up, and <laughs> your post came up. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> 
I know her. <laughs> I was, love hearing that. Yeah. So I like, <laughs> I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, Cinnamon, this post was amazing and it really helped me. And then you were like, yeah, that's my top post. And it was so great. Yeah. That's awesome. So like SEO at its finest. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. And if people, and if people are like, what's SEO? Like, we're going to get there. We're going to talk, gonna about, talk it. about it. Yep. <laughs> so let's tell everybody a little bit more about you and your business and, and how you got started. Sure. So um, it's kind of a, a long drawn out story, but I'll try to make it quick and succinct. No, long is good. We're on a podcast. Okay. You can take as long as you want. That's true. That's true. Um, so I started my business um, just over five years ago um, in California. And before I started my business, so I, I kind of had like a weird start to a photography business. Like I am not one of those people who like was running around with a camera in my hand when I was little, like I didn't have dreams of being a photographer or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I went to school, I did all the school, I got my MBA, I worked in human resources for a long time. Um, and that was kind of the path that I was on. And then I got married. And that, yeah. you know, disrupts everything. <laughs> of course, happily. <laughs> Happily, yes. Um, and my husband's in the army. So we, um, we moved. So I was living at the time when we got married in Seattle, Washington. And, and that's where we met and got married and everything. And then as with what happens with the army, you end up having to move. So um, because of our move, we, we moved to this little tiny town in the middle of nowhere in California. Um, and there just wasn't jobs there, you know, and the job that I had, I was working with T-Mobile at the time, just wasn't available to do remotely. And so and I was kind of, you know, kind of looking for a change anyway. So I was like, you know what, I don't really have to work. Um, so I'm just going to take some time to just kind of do other things that interest me, right? So um, I was kind of enjoying that for a little while. And then probably about three months in, I got crazy, ridiculously bored. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I can't deal with this. I need to be doing something productive with my time. Um, and I was actually, interestingly enough, I was actually blogging at the time, like just a personal blog of my own, um, you know, just kind of like talking about interest that I was, you know, I really enjoyed writing. And so I just was sharing things like that on my personal blog. Um, but other than that, wasn't really doing anything, you know, like for work. Um, and so right around that same time, interestingly enough, a friend of mine um, in this little town I lived in called Ridgecrest, California, she had just gotten a DSLR camera. And so I was kind of looking at it on her counter. And I was like, hey, do you know, like how to use this? Because, you know, I was interested, you know, in, in more of the the technicals of photography, but I hadn't really like thought about, you know, really kind of looking into it just because I was busy with work and stuff like that. So I, I asked her, I said, Hey, do you know how to work this thing? And she was like, I have no, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got it and I haven't really paid attention to it. And I was like, well, maybe we should like learn together, you know, and we can, we can kind of figure it out, you know, together. And she was like, that sounds great. And then um, in typical cinnamon fashion, I kind of just ran with it and like, took and her camera. I, I, I kind of hate to say it, but I kind of left her in the <laughs> dust, but um, I just, I actually did it. So she had a Nikon and I had personally, I had a little, um, a Canon, it wasn't a DSLR, but it was like a, a higher level kind of, you know, um, digital camera. You couldn't change lenses or anything, but so I was like, well, I'm going to get a DSLR. And since I had already used this little Canon, I mm -hmm. went with Canon. And so she had the Nikon and I had a Canon. And so I couldn't really like, you know, like the settings were different. And, and obviously like, you know, the, 
the exposure triangle and all that's the same but like I couldn't really like use her camera but um I was learning on mine and I just was like reading all these blogs and like watching YouTube videos and like going outside and walking around the neighborhood and just practicing with this camera and I just kind of fell like in love with it I I just loved learning you know how this all worked and you know getting to the point where I could take pictures that looked so different right than than just a picture you could take with any kind of point and shoot camera was like super interesting to me and so I just like I mean I just went with it and I just like learned everything I could possibly learn and of course at that time and this was like five years ago so Facebook was a little bit more right thing Mm -hmm. than it is now you know um and so people were you know that I knew were like seeing all these pictures that I were posting and they were like hey do you want to take our pictures you know and and to you know just to give you like a little bit more of kind of the situation I was in I lived in this really small town it was like 27,000 people which doesn't sound small I think to most people but it was in the middle of yeah I mean it's in the middle of nowhere so they're like you know, it was an hour and a half to get to a big town. So it's not like one of those little towns. It's like right next to a big town. <laughs> like, like we literally had to drive an hour and a half to go to Costco or to go to Target or anything like that. So we were really kind of like secluded. an hour and a half to Target. Um, <laughs> yes, it was, it was rough. <laughs> it was really, really rough. Let me tell you. Um, but so, so in this little town, there was probably like, I don't know, maybe like two or three, like relatively established kind of photographers, like not with a studio or anything like that, but like they were kind of the people that people would go to when they needed pictures done. Um, But it was also a very, because it was kind of a a military town, people were always coming and going. So there was like new people um, and then they leave and then new people would come in and stuff like that. So, um, so people that I knew mostly from church, um, you know, were like, Hey, do you want to take our pictures and so I was like yeah I'll practice like that sounds great um and you know it was right about this time that I was really starting to kind of think like you know hey I could maybe like you know I have a business background like maybe I could actually turn this into like a business you know like how cool would that be um and that's kind of really where like the first seeds of of me running my own business got started was was in that little town in that um with photography specifically with families because there just wasn't weddings they didn't really happen in the little town um there was no wedding venues there was one place where people would have receptions on base um there was a bunch of churches but there was like one florist like there was literally like weddings did not happen in this town like people (laughs) would go somewhere else to get married (laughs) so it was really just families for me when I when I was there and then when we moved again because obviously you know you're in the army and so then you have to move after two and a half years three years um we moved to New Jersey which is where I met you which is great so um yeah so we moved I was just about two years into my business at that point because I had started it pretty pretty soon after we got there um which was really hard it was a really really hard transition um you know to go from a place where you're just getting established you're just starting to get like repeat customers and all this stuff and then you have to kind of stop everything and start over again um which is what I did so uh I started learning a lot about SEO at that point um, and really started to utilize my blog at that point as well, because I knew that going from a place where I knew people to a place where I knew absolutely no one, my best bet was going to really be SEO and getting found on Google. Yeah. And so that's what I focused on at that time. 
And so throughout the course of time that I was in New Jersey, um, I photographed a lot of weddings. I got um, hooked in with some group groups of great people, not only through Rising Tide, but also through New Jersey Spark, yeah. which was great. So I got to meet a lot of people. I got to network. I got a great group of friends. Um, and I was able to really, during that time, really grow my business um, into not only a relatively busy photography business, but also um, kind of a coaching and education business at that time as well. And I also, you know, to knowing that I was not going to be in New Jersey for a long period of time, I had to kind of think ahead and think, okay, what do I, how do I want to, you know, plan this out? How to, because moving a photography business is very, it's difficult, right? Because you're constantly having to, you know, acquire new customers or new clients and, and establish a name for yourself. And at that time, I was also doing a little bit of kind of blogging and editing for other photographers who needed help, kind of on the side, Your right? Side so like, so yeah, that was like my side <laughs> hustle to my side hustle, <laughs> which it wasn't really a side hustle, but I didn't have a full, like a full time job. Um, but photography, I mean, for me, it was it was kind of a default full time job, like because I didn't necessarily have to have a job, you know, that right. I went to. Um, but it wasn't really bringing me a full-time income either. So, so I started looking into some of these other things that I could do that were not as, you know, based on where Mm -hmm. I was, right? Like I could do, I could do blog outsourcing. I could do editing outsourcing for people regardless of where I lived, right? It wasn't dependent on my location. And so I started thinking about that more and more and I really started to like that idea. And plus it gives you a lot of flexibility because you're not tied to weekends or evenings or weather or all that stuff, right? Like none of that kind of matters when you're just editing for people. (laughs) And so, so right about the time when we were moving again, and this is the final time we're moving, like we are not moving again. (laughs) We are, we are back in, we're done. We're back in Seattle. Um, My husband, Paul is retired from the army. So we don't have to worry about really moving unless we want to, of course. Um, So we're here to stay. Um, But, you know, kind of during that transition of like knowing that we were going to move and like making plans for my business, I really put all of my effort into growing the editing side of my business and the education side of my business. And I have now I have a full time uh, uh, roster of clients that I edit for. I I edit for over 20 other photographers. Um, yeah, it's a full-time income for me. And I also, yeah, do coaching and strategy sessions on the side, what, you know, which is more geared towards, you know, starting and growing your photography business, um, kind of the businessy side of things, not so much the photography side of things, but how to think about your business, you know, as a business and not necessarily a hobby and getting your systems and all of that in place. And blogging is a huge part of that. And so it's a lot of what I talk about. It's a lot of what I teach other photographers how to do it, how to do it well. And um, yeah, that's what we're going to talk about today. So so that is kind of the nutshell of how I started and kind of the um, the evolution and the growth of my business. Uh, right. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I feel like yeah. when you start your own business, like when I started Brooklyn View Photography, I was like, oh, I'm just going to open up my website and post it and people are going to find me. And then it was like crickets because people don't know who you are. They can't find you. Right. And then I slowly figured out, oh, I have to let the internet know and people know that I'm open (laughs) and blogging and sort of creating your own content and then having people find you. I think one of my very first weddings outside of my husband, he was like my PR agent. (laughs) And I'm like, 
basically right. shot yeah. his entire office, like anything that came up. But like my nice. first uh, job was people who found me through my blog and they, uh, they hired yeah. me and I was like, okay, you know, I'm new. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. We love you. We, we love your work. And I was like, okay, thank you. Yep. Blog. I'm still on blogger. Don't kill me. But I, <laughs> my thinking was, you know, it's part of Google, so it's going to be better. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, no, blogging is cool. And we should also let everybody know that you have your own podcast as well. So you, you have yes, Focus yes. Podcast, which we'll talk about at the end. Yep. But, yeah, so this is, yep. like, old, old news yeah. for you. <laughs> I, I love it. I love all of it. Yeah. It's so so I know that you are really passionate about blogging. So let's dive in. Um, I want to talk sure. about um, why it's important and why photographers should be doing it. Yes. Great question. Um, so I think that there's two main reasons why photographers should blog. Um, and there's like little offshoots from each one of those main reasons, yeah. right? Like I could actually probably give you like 10 to 12 <laughs> reasons why I think photographers should blog, but, but I'll keep it to two main reasons. And then again, there's some, you know, there's some like benefits from each of those. So the first reason, and we've talked about this a little bit is SEO, right? right? Um, which if, if anybody listening doesn't know what that stands for, it stands for search engine optimization, which basically means is your website coming up when people search for things in Google? So um, we've all done it, right? We've all been on Google and searched for something. And we all know that we very rarely go past page two or three. Like that's very, right. very rare. Um, so if your website is optimized, um, and there's, that's, a, that's a big conversation, but if your website is optimized, you will potentially show up on you know page one, page two, page three, um, for specific keywords that people are putting into Google. Now, why does that matter with blogging? Well, the number one reason is because the best way to get optimized is through having words on your website. Um, and when you have a website that does not have a blog attached to it, you have a very limited opportunity to include a lot of words on your website, especially with photography, because photography is more visually based. So people are showing more photos, um, you know, in order to show their portfolio and, and, you know, their style and all of those things. And so the opportunity for words goes down even more. And so because photographers tend to not put a lot of words on like their homepage or their portfolio pages, like they're more putting galleries of images, um, the blog is the best way to put all those words that Google loves um, because Google loves words <laughs> because that's how it knows if your content is the right content that people are searching for. Um, you just don't have that opportunity on just a website without, you know, an additional place to put lots and lots and lots of words, which is your, which is your blog, essentially different blog posts about all sorts of different things. So the, and, and we can, we'll go into the specifics about, you know, how often and quality and content and, and, and um, quality and quantity, that's <laughs> yeah. what I was trying to say, um, and those different things. But really, you know, the blog posts is what's going to help you when it, if, if you're interested at all, and I think most photographers are, in having good SEO, a blog, you got to have it. It's, it's, it's a must. It's a, it's a necessity. Right, yeah, you got to. One photographer, um, I forgot where I heard the term, but somebody said, you got to give Google the juice. You need Google, you need Google yeah. juice. <laughs> you need Google juice and your blog is right, the Google yeah. juice. It just is like, it just is. 
Um, and I know a lot of photographers like look at blogging and they think, ugh, like, ugh, <laughs> right? Flip my um, like, yeah. <laughs> right? You know, they, you know, I think a lot of the mindset is, you know, I want to take pictures. I don't want to write stories or I don't want to write things, you know, and there are some strategies and we're going to talk about those in a little bit as well that can help you not have to write so much or not have to come up with like tons and tons and tons of original content. Um, but there are ways that you can get content onto your site that's not going to be like, so oh, <laughs> I don't want to have to sit and write for three hours right, a blog yeah. post. Oh, I um, can't wait. I can actually, yeah, I can, I can get a blog post like from start to finish done in probably less than 15 oh, wow. minutes. Um, and so it, it can be done. You just have to have a system in place and you have to know, and you have to do some prep work beforehand in order to make the actual blogging itself a lot easier. So Oh, We're going to cool. talk about that. I'm excited. Um, so do you yeah. have a preferred the, platform that you like? Well, so I've, well, when I talked about before my own personal blog, um, at that point I was blogging on okay. WordPress because that was kind of the only thing I knew and that was what everybody was doing. Um, but when I started my photography business, I chose Squarespace as a platform for my website. And Squarespace comes with a blogging feature included in their, you know, in their mm -hmm. template. Um, and so I started using that like for my photography blog. And at first I felt a little limited by it because I was used to WordPress and some of the things that WordPress, you know, allows, but the more I started learning about, about it and how to like customize things, um, I absolutely fell in love with it. So I definitely recommend if you have a Squarespace site to utilize the blog mm -hmm. function on Squarespace, like don't go get a WordPress blog and hook it like just use what's included in Squarespace. Um, but I mean, both options are, are good. You know, Word, WordPress is a, a very strong blogging platform. Um, I just didn't prefer it for what I wanted to do, but I know like lots and lots and lots of people do and have great success with it. So. Yeah. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Like I said, I'm on blogger and I've made it look like a WordPress. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, nice. Look like a Squarespace. <laughs> But it took me forever nice. <laughs> to get it that way. So in hindsight, I would just move over. But I have so much SEO and right. Google juice right. going to that blog that I'm. Yeah. I can't ever. Yeah, you don't want to disrupt gonna, it. It's too yeah. late now. Yeah. <laughs> but anyone totally. who's yeah, anyone <laughs> totally. who's listening who's brand new, go with Squarespace. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah, agreed. And I have tons of blog posts about how to set up your blog and Squarespace and all that stuff. So there's resources out there to make it even easier than it, when it, I would say okay. already is. Well, that's how yeah. your blog was helping me. So, well, oh, right. Yeah. I, yeah. I should, let me point out that T with Janae is on Squarespace. So I'm using Squarespace yes. blogging for T with Janae. And then my photography awesome. is with bloggers. So actually using both. So that's, yeah, that's good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love like it. both. That's good. So, okay. So yeah. let's talk about like top three tips for photographers who are just starting to blog or yeah. Creating their first blog. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I would say the first tip, and you know, don't roll your eyes when you hear this, because <laughs> I know it's a lot, it's what a lot of people say. But I'm just gonna say it because I think it's really true. I think you just need to start, you just need to post a blog, just do it, just write a little something and click publish. Because it can be really scary to publish your first blog post, right? Because you, you see that word publish and you're like, oh my gosh, everybody in the world is going to see this. And it's gonna be so embarrassing. <laughs> because I have no right. idea what I'm doing. But in reality, that doesn't really happen, like unless you share it in all sorts of other ways all across, you know, the, the social media world, 
Um, people are not just going to see a blog post um, that you publish right when you publish it. So, um, but getting in the habit of doing it is going to make it easier. Every single time you go to publish a blog post, you're going to feel more confident. You're going to feel better about it. Um, so don't feel like you have to write some amazingly eloquent thing, you know, because I think that's where a lot of people get hung up as well is that they read other people's blog posts and they're like, I could never write like that. So I'm just not right. going to do mm-hmm. it. Right. And, and you just have to remember that everybody's goals when it comes to their blog and their business are, are a little bit different. Like not everybody's goals are exactly the same. And so the goal of my blog post or my blog, is going to be probably a little bit different than yours. So um, once you start thinking about what the actual purpose of your blog is, um, it makes it a lot easier to number one, create the content and number two, to actually start publishing it on your site because you know where you're headed. Right. So it's like, it's like when you're, you're trying to go somewhere and you don't know how to get there, it makes it really difficult (laughs) to actually get there. If you have no idea how to go, how to get there. But once you actually have a destination in mind, then you can start to like take a step down that path. Um, and it makes it a lot easier. So, so just start, just publish that first blog post and just remember you can go back and change it. You can go back and delete it at some point in the, in the future. If you're like, Oh my gosh, my first post is so embarrassing. I can't believe I did that. You can go back and delete it if you want to like, but, but yeah, just get out there and, and just publish something to start with. And I like what you Um, said about having, um, you need to like, you need directions. Like I was kind of like, you have a goal right? or you're going to go to a new destination and you need directions to get there. So like having a map of maybe how you lay out your blog post is going to help you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's so incredibly helpful because when you, if you're like just starting to blog and you're like, I don't really know what, why I'm doing this. It makes it very scary because then you're just like, uh, (laughs) and then you stop and then you just don't do it. Right. Um, and the second thing that I would say, and this is kind of a a tip that I think a lot of people don't think about, but if, if you're a photographer, um, and you're looking really mostly to blog sessions, like family sessions, newborn sessions, senior sessions, um, engagement sessions, you know, weddings, if you're looking to do that sort of blogging, where you're kind of highlighting, um, the work that you're doing, the biggest tip that I can give you is to send your clients questionnaires. So a lot of um, wedding photographers already do this because they're, and they're using those questionnaires probably for other things, not, not really the blog. Um, But I think a lot of people who shoot like families and newborns and, and child sessions or whatever, they miss this and you're missing an, an awesome opportunity to get information specifically from your client. Like you're just asking them questions and they're answering it. And then you can repurpose those answers in a blog post, you know, because a lot of people, especially when they're blogging, maybe family sessions, and they maybe they don't know the family very well. Maybe they're a friend of a friend or, you know, a complete stranger that they've never met before who's just inquiring about services. And maybe they've talked to them, you know, once on the phone, or maybe they have uh, not even talked to them at all. <laughs> they just book them and they go shoot their session, never having actually talked to them. And that yeah, many happen, sessions. You know? Um, yeah, mini sessions. Exactly. And so you don't really have an opportunity to really get to know them, um, as people. And so when you're going to blog about them, like, what are you going to say? Like, you have no idea what to say. I mean, other than just talking about, 
you know, the weather or the way, you know, the, the location worked for the session, you know, or just other various things. Like you don't really know what to say about them as people, but if you send them a questionnaire ahead of time and you ask, you know, like, what are your kids interests? Like, what do they like to do? What, what do you like to do as a family on the weekend? Like what's been your favorite vacation? Like you can ask all sorts of different questions to them just to get to know them a little bit more. And then when you go to write that blog post, it's going to be so much easier because you can either take those questions and then tell, you know, a little bit about the family that way, or you can just copy and paste those (laughs) questions and answers, right? Like, and that can be your content for the blog post. Um, So if you're struggling to write about your clients in a way that, um, that shares a little bit about who they are my biggest tip would be to send them questionnaires. Yeah, ahead of I time. love that. That's good. Yeah. Um, and my third tip, which is probably uh, something also that people don't really think about when they think about blogging specifically, but my biggest, my last and biggest tip I'll give you, I could give you like 20 <laughs> more, but um, the biggest one I think that a lot of people don't think about as well is to really think about your blog while you're actually shooting. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I think a lot of people, you know, they just shoot whatever they can shoot, and then they just try to piece together a blog post after the fact. But if you're thinking about your blog posts and how you want to kind of structure it while you're actually at the shoot, and and don't kill me because I know that it's like there's a million things to think about <laughs> when Let's you're shooting anyway, <laughs> right? Just add something else <laughs> to the list to think about in addition to location and settings and poses and all that stuff. But like, if you're thinking about, okay, I got this, I got this family walking down this path and I have a horizontal, like, let me get a vertical as well. And let me get a close up vertical and let me get, you know, a close up, a face that, you know, it, if you, if you're able to kind of think through getting those different um, shots that will make a good looking blog post um, while you're actually shooting, it's going to make putting together the blog post a lot easier. Yeah, it's like a B-roll, so, like having um, a little bit of a B-roll yeah. already running through your yep. brain to say, you know what, these are like, so we're at the beach, right? So maybe some driftwood yep. or shots of the ocean or the fi- or the exactly. family walking away or a close up of their hand, you know, like I, I, I do that all the exactly. time. I'm like, Oh, that's going to be a cute yeah. diptych. Like the two of these together are going to work so nice. Yeah. It's yes. a good tip. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because it's a, it's a story, right? Like you're, you're built, you're essentially building out in this blog post, you know, a little bit of a story for people, you know, people are not maybe super interested in just, Oh, this family is standing on the beach looking at the camera, <laughs> right? It's a story of that family and, and their, their experience with each other as a family, right? So telling that story through those alternate photos, like you said, of like the stand or the, or the driftwood or the sunset or mm-hmm. whatever paired together with, you know, close-ups and, and longer shots and all those different things is only going to make your blog, it's going to elevate your blogging and make it more interesting to actually look at. And it's going to be more meaningful for, for, the family or whoever you're actually blogging about. Yeah. Well. And more enjoyable for your viewers to stay on your blog yes. longer because they're going to want to exactly. go to the next post. Like this is exactly. so pretty. And they're yep. going to want to hire you. Like, Oh, this, this photographer yes. is amazing. Give you, <laughs> yes. And they're just going to want to give you buckets and buckets of money. <laughs> you're like, my, my pockets are open. Let's go. 
<laughs> yes, let's go. <laughs> so let's say you've been um, you're a photographer for a while, and you know everyone's like, "Oh, I hate blogging," and they haven't blogged in a long time. Like, should people mm-hmm. worry about taking a big blogging break? Mm-hmm. So I love this question because I'm going to tell you a little okay. secret. <laughs> this is this Don't is like. Everybody. Like only for you guys. Like I have not talked about this really publicly anywhere, but personally I have not blogged in over six months. What? Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. Right. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yes. And there's lots of different reasons and, and things that go behind that. But um, yeah. So I think that it's not a huge deal if you take a break, it's just not like, especially if you know, you're the content you've been writing is good quality content and it's getting traction on Google and Pinterest, which a lot of my content is, it's performing very well on Google and Pinterest and all those things. Um, and so it's not as important that you blog all the time. Like that's just not as important anymore um, as it used to be, you know? So I would say maybe, maybe three to four years ago, um, blogging super consistently. I mean, there were people I know who are blogging every single yeah. day there were people who were consistently blogging, you know, once or twice a week, or maybe even, you know, more than that. Um, and that was great at that point. But at this point in time, Google is really, really prioritizing the quality of your content as opposed to the mm-hmm. quantity. Um, so I would say, and and so there's a couple of different things that go with us too, right? So if you are a photographer and you've been blogging all your sessions and then you take a break, you know, not necessarily looking at that from an SEO perspective, but looking at that from a client experience perspective, right? If, if people were hiring you and seeing your blog posts, and then hiring you and saying, Oh, look at all that. And then you don't blog about them. It could be a little bit of a client experience Mm -hmm, effector, mm -hmm. right? Like they might be like, well, where's my blog post? Or why didn't she blog my session? Is my session not good enough to be blogged? Or, you know, whatever. So you do need to think about that perspective, right? Because people, not everybody notices, but some people might notice. Um, So if you are in the habit of blogging, you know, most or all of your sessions, um, I I wouldn't necessarily take huge long breaks for that reason. Um, And of course, things happen and life gets busy and seasons happen where we just don't have a lot of time to blog and all those different things. But if you have the ability to do it, um, I would say Mm -hmm. do it. But don't worry too much about, oh, my gosh, I haven't blogged in three weeks and everybody's going to notice and yada, yada. That's not as big of a deal um, from a Google perspective. I think for me as a wedding photographer, you know, I don't I have been. I don't blog everything. Like it's just not possible Mm -hmm. uh, with my schedule and stuff like that. But one tip that I learned from you and also uh, from another photographer was to remove the dates from your blog because to the outside world, they don't know when you last blog because your date's not there. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) I think that's great because it gives it, it actually gave me like a sense of relief when I, yeah, found when I learned about this because it's like, oh, I don't have to blog next week because nobody knows the last time yep. I blogged. They just see my most recent work, and exactly. I'm really busy this week, and I can do it next week. And I think for people listening, it's like if you sort of take that away and that pressure, like, oh, it, it needs to be the mm-hmm. latest date. 
you know, people looking at your blog won't know that you haven't posted in six months. I'm like, oh, that's her latest blog post. Exactly. You look busy. And I think the fear of not blogging is also looking not busy, right? But it could yep. be the opposite Agreed. of that where you're so busy, you can't blog. But you're but you don't yeah, have and, time. Yeah. You know, somebody looking in doesn't know that. So, yeah, for exactly. me, I was like, oh, that's a good tip. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think removing the dates from not only your URL, um, which if you're on Squarespace, it will automatically add those dates in um, before you start. So you need to make sure you take that out um, of the settings before you start blogging on Squarespace because it will add the dates into the URL. Um, but taking those dates out and then taking the dates off your blog posts altogether, I think is a fabulous suggestion, um, especially for most photographers, because nothing that we post is really um, all that right, timely. Yeah. You know, like the time doesn't really matter, even though like for weddings, it is helpful if you blog, you know, their wedding, like, you know, relatively close to the wedding, because then, you know, you're kind of capitalizing on the excitement of the wedding day and all that good stuff but I mean if you have a blog post like say you did that and you blogged the wedding you know three days after somebody might run across that blog post in a year from now because they're searching you know for that Mm -hmm. venue and they're not going to care when that blog post was posted they're they're just looking for information about the venue so um yeah I think taking the dates off is is uh, a great tip good and then I wanted to Mm -hmm. ask sort of talking about SEO just really quickly, like what mm-hmm. would be like your tips, like sort of for, for getting the the most out of your blog for SEO? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is something I talk about um, quite a bit and I have three main tips uh, for SEO. And, and like I kind of mentioned before, SEO, it's a huge subject. It's one that's also constantly moving yeah. and changing because Google gets very smart to what people are doing. <laughs> Um, and then they make adjustments to like, make sure that people can't like game the system or like, you know, do whatever, um, take advantage. Yeah. But I will say that, you know, right now, um, when you're blogging, the, the most important things to think about are you want to make sure that the URL of the blog post has some good keywords in it. Um, and if you're a photographer, those keywords are going to be very specific to the location where you are shooting or where the wedding took place or whatever, um, or where the family session took place um, or the, you know, the, the general location, because that's what people search the mm-hmm. most mm-hmm. in Google. Um, they don't search for your name. So your name doesn't yeah. need to be in there. They don't search for your client's names. So your client's names don't need mm-hmm. to be in there. It really needs to be centered around the general location of where the blog, whatever's in the blog post took place. Um, And you need to make sure that it matches, right? So people do this a lot. They, they think, oh, I want to rank for New Jersey wedding photographer, right? So they will put New Jersey wedding photographer all over everything, even if it's not wedding related, Ah. (laughs) which don't do that (laughs) because that, because Google doesn't like that. So if, if you shoot, let's say you shoot family sessions, but you're not really super concerned about ranking for family sessions, but you want to be ranking for weddings and you put New Jersey wedding photographer kind of in your URL and in the alt text on images and stuff on a family post, Google doesn't like that because it's not accurate. Yeah. Makes sense. So So, Google knows. You want to make sure Google knows. They know. Google knows. 
I don't know. I don't know how they know, <laughs> oh, but they know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you just want your information to be super accurate to what is in the actual blog post. So number one is your URL. Number two is the alt text on your images. And you do this a little bit differently in Squarespace and WordPress, and I'm not sure how you do it in Blogger, um, but adding alt text, which is stands for alternative text on your images um, is huge. It's very helpful, Google loves it. And the reason why it's important is because Google cannot see right. pictures, doesn't know what they are, right? It's kind of like, it doesn't see what's on the front of your JPEG image. So you have to tell Google what that image is and what, what's on the front of it. And so this is, again, not a situation where you would put New Jersey wedding photographer. You would put bridal details inside the suite at whatever location or bride and groom standing in field at oh, sunset. Oh, so you, you would be that you, specific. You would be that okay. specific. Yes, because Google needs to know what that image is it's also helpful for and you know so i describe it as you're kind of describing the image to a blind okay. person and google in this situation is blind nice. google doesn't know so you need to describe what those images are that's what the alter alternative or alt text is on an image so that's mm -hmm. the second thing and then the third thing um, which a lot of photographers don't do this um, but they should and it's a little difficult to do but if you get creative you can figure out how to do it is you need to add some header text into your blog post. Oh. So H1 or H2 text, and that is determined by your blogging platform. It's very easy to do in Squarespace and WordPress. Again, I'm not exactly sure how you do it in Blogger. I'll Google um, it, I'll find out. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. But header text helps, it helps two things. It helps people reading your blog orient themselves um, to what the content is. So if you're reading a blog post and all you see is like a huge blob of text on the screen, that's not interesting to people and people won't read it. But if you break that text up into smaller paragraphs and you put header text on top of those paragraphs to help people understand what the content is in that paragraph, um, people like that better because then they can kind of skim the post a little bit, orient themselves to your content and read what they wanna read. And because people who are reading your blog post like that, Google yeah. likes it because Google likes a good reader experience. That's the whole point. They want to make sure people are getting good content. So, so if readers like seeing, you know, where they're at in a blog post and they're able to like quickly identify through the use of header text, kind of what's coming up next, then Google is only going to uplevel that. So, um, so a good example of this in like a wedding blog post per se, uh, for example, would be, let's say you're starting out the blog post and you put, um, you know, a rainy day at the Meadowood Manor. Yeah. Right. Like, so people are understanding, oh, we're going to be talking about, you know, a rainy wedding day or something like that. Um, and then you can go on and you can, you don't have to do it a ton. You know, because obviously, you know, people don't have like hundreds of thousands of words to write in a wedding right. blog post. But I would say if you include like two different sections of header text in a blog post, you know, that's about a wedding or a family session, um, that's, that's going to help you tremendously. Oh, that's, that's really good. I don't do that. Yeah, I don't yeah. do that at all. Yeah. But I will look yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. for oh, sure. Good. Oh, gosh, that's good. 
<laughs> yeah, that's good. It, it's a good one. It's a lot of people don't think about it. A lot of people don't know about it. Um, but it's very, very oh, helpful. Good. So, so what yeah. about like keeping up your blogging momentum? Like, let's say, you know, you, you've blogged, you've got like seven posts out and you're like, I, I am done. Yep. Uh, like, do you have any yeah. tips for like keep it, keeping your momentum going, like keeping your, I guess your spirits up about blogging? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and I'll say it can be, it, it can be hard because, you know, people put a lot of time and effort into blog posts and you don't really know, right? Like if people are reading it, like, you know, commenting on blog posts is not as popular as yeah. it used to be no in the way. past. Um, yeah. And so, you know, it's similar in a way to podcasting. Like you put your podcast out there and you're like, all right, is anybody even listening <laughs> to it? I don't know. You know, I'm putting all this work into it and I'm not even really sure. Um, but a great way to keep up your momentum is to kind of take a look behind the scenes and look at your analytics. So if you have Google Analytics installed on your site, which you should, everybody should, it's free. Um, it's relatively easy to set up. Um, but you can log into your Google Analytics and you can see everything. Like you can see what people yeah. are doing. You can see the content that people are clicking on, how long they're staying on that content, where they're going next after they read that content. Um, how long they're staying on your site, where they came from, what their demographics are. You can see all sorts of fun information on Google Analytics. And Squarespace also has some built-in analytics um, that you can see some of the stuff as well. It's not as detailed as Google Analytics, but it's still there and you don't have to like set anything up ahead of time. Um, but seeing what content is resonating with people and where people are clicking can give you a lot of momentum because then you're like, oh, people are reading it. Like, like you can see like, oh, 50 people saw this blog right. post mm -hmm. today. Like, oh my gosh, how, how's that even happening or what is going on? You know, and it can give you that momentum to keep going because you know that people are actually clicking on it and people are actually reading it. Um, so you may not know like from, like from comments or people saying something specifically, but kind of taking a look behind the scenes and, and getting a view of what is actually happening um, I, for me, that's given me a lot of momentum to yeah. keep going. Like I can see what content is popular, what people are liking, and then I can use that to create more content that's similar. In yeah, no, that's such a great tip. And even for myself, like twitchna.com is so new that when I first right. launched, you know, nobody knew about it. And I think I didn't tell anyone right. for like two weeks till I got a, you know, a couple of blog posts up. And then, yeah. you know, I'm like, is anyone even reading this thing? Like, am I, am I wasting right. my time? But looking at yeah. the analytics, I was like, oh, 37 people oh. today. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. like it feels good that, you know, no one comments anymore. No one likes anything anymore. And it's just like a very, I don't know, passive culture. Like, oh, yeah. You know. But yes. they are consuming the content, but they're just not commenting on the content is, is, exactly. is what I yeah. noticed for myself. So, yeah, that's, that's yep. really cool. Me too. So, so this part yeah. I'm really excited about because I want to hear all of your tips. <laughs> so I want to know uh, what are your top apps to help speed up your blogging workflow? Because I have a couple of my own favorites, but I want to see yeah. what you like. I'm curious yeah. if they're the same. Me too. <laughs> well, my first one is Me too. Time. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. High five. Virtual high five. <laughs> high five. Yes, I love it. Uh, so blog stomp um is in my opinion like an absolute 
100% game changer when it comes to blogging. Um, it just makes getting your photos ready to upload onto your site like a thousand times easier. Um, and it's 50 bucks. <laughs> so it's like, and they give it's you such free a low investment. All the time. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, it's, it's such a low investment and it, it literally saves hours and hours and hours and hours of time. I don't really know how people do it yeah. without it. I really don't. Um, it's my absolute favorite tool and app for blogging for photographers specifically. Um, because you do want to make sure that your images are not too big and, you know, it does help if you pair your images um, instead of just including full size images, you know, one on top of each other, um, it just makes the whole thing a hundred million thousand times easier. <laughs> <laughs> so I will talk about Blogstomp all day long and recommend it to people all day long. And I get no sort of commission or anything like that. It's 50 bucks. Just go. Yeah. <laughs> and they have great customer service. They always reply to my email yes. like within a day or even hours and mm -hmm. they help you out. And I, I think I've only had to contact them a few times by like activation and it's such a good thing. And you can, you can set it up to use your logo if you want. You can have borders. Yep. Like, sky's the limit. Like, it's, it's a really yeah. it's an excellent app. So I'm, I'm with you. Yep. Exactly. So the second um, tool, it's like software, I guess. It's not really an app specifically, um, but is Lightroom. Um, you can, yeah, you can do a lot um, to prep um, your blog images in Lightroom. Um, that a lot of people don't know about. And one of the ways that you can do this is through using a quick collection. Um, are you familiar with Yeah, that I think it's like uh, you hit B or something and you make a, a quick collection. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yep. So the, the good thing about quick collections in Lightroom is if you put, you know, images that you want to put in your blog in a quick collection, you can rearrange the images. Oh, really? A lot of people don't know that you can oh. do that. Yeah, you can move the images around in the collection um, to basically be in the order that you want them to be in your blog post. And then you can export them in the order <laughs> that you want them to be in. And then you blog stomp them and then boom, it's done. Like that's one of the reasons that I'm able to blog so quickly is that I don't have to rearrange things later um, or choose in blog stomp what images I want to pair next to each other or anything like that. I can do that all in the Lightroom quick collection. Okay. So my, my jaw so, is like literally on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a really, really, really Wait cool little oh feature that not a lot of people know about. Wow. Yeah. So I hate, so I hit yeah. like B and I make a quick collection uh -huh. and then inside my yep. collection, I can rearrange and how does it export it with the name? Like, because does it make it give it a new name or do you have it set up? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you just, you can just put those images in the quick collection, rearrange them how you want and then export. And then I usually export them um, with a name similar to what I'm going to be using in blog stomp. Cause in blog stomp is where I really kind of name my images for the blog. Um, you know, so this is a different export than you would for like your client gallery or whatever. Like these are exporting images specifically for okay. the blog. Um, and so then once you export them, they're just in order already. So then you basically can just put those into blog stomp, stomp them in like less than 60 seconds. Oh my gosh. <laughs> because you're not having to yeah, rearrange you're not anything. Making your diptychs on the go. You've already paired them. They've already been kind of done. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's really, cool. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very cool, I, I don't think I have a video on it. I hey, should make yeah, a video about it. Um, 
how to do it. Yeah. It's a, it's a really cool little feature that not a lot of people know about. Well, so. now they do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Now they do. Oh yep. my gosh. I'm going to do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And um, so the last suggestion or, you know, tip that I would have for speeding up your blog uh, workflow, it's not really an app or a software or anything, but it's a resource that I actually offer on my website. Um, which is called the blog better bundle. So it's basically a whole bundle of resources that takes you through all of the different stuff that we've talked about here today in more detail and even more, you know, information. I have a couple of eBooks in there that take you through um, it's called from session to publish. So it's basically like from your actual session where you're actually shooting the session all the way through the blog post and all the steps along the way to make the process um, very quick and simple and easy to understand um, so that you can basically go from A to Z um, and have it all mapped out for you. Love so, that. And where can people find that? Yeah. Right on my website. It's right on my homepage down at the bottom. So tell people so. your website. Then, yeah. Oh, my website is, yeah, <laughs> cinnamonwolf.co. Um, cinnamonwolfphotography.com is my photography website. And cinnamonwolf.co.co is my um, editing and educational oh, that's website. Awesome. Cool. So you, so you put yeah. all the information into a bundle and people can buy that yep. and then speed up their, Oh, yep. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. It's all there all together in one easy to download resource. Oh my God. Awesome. Amazing. Oh, cinnamon. You've blown <laughs> my mind. I'm so, yeah. Oh, good. I'm like that last <laughs> tip was like, holy moly. I use, yeah. I it's use really, Lightroom really every cool. day. And I, uh -huh. you know, by accident, I found the quick collection and then I was like, oh yeah, that's yep. really good. And I've been using it to make my submissions uh, for right. editors and uh, post, you know, publishers and stuff like that. But yeah. to do it for blog posts, holy moly, that's going to yeah. be amazing. Oh my yeah. goodness. It's yeah. A game changer. Just like Blogstop. Yeah. Blogstop <laughs> is really good too. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Cinnamon, I can't thank you enough. This has been so amazing and so wonderful. Yeah. So helpful. Oh my goodness. I hope everybody listening really like, hopefully listens a couple of times because there's a lot of information yes. in here that I think you're going to yeah. have to dissect and just be like, oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Notes. Definitely break out the notebook <laughs> when you're listening to the podcast. Yes. yes. Well, I could talk about blogging. I feel like such a nerd because I could talk about blogging like literally all day, but I love talking about it. I love helping people kind of like take the stress out of it. You know what I mean? Because I really don't think it, it needs to be all that stressful and it can be so beneficial for yeah. you. Um, but it's just getting those processes in place um, so that you can feel really confident about your blog. So that's what I love helping people do. That's so wonderful. No, yeah. thank you so much. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you on the blog, my podcast. I'm like on my blog. Yeah. But yeah, you'll be on you'll be on too with Janae. So you'll be on my blog too. <laughs> yes. I love awesome. it. I love it. Love it. Love thank it so you. much. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. My goodness you guys what an incredible episode i have to give a huge thank you to cinnamon and just thank her so much for sharing all of that information i told you it was packed full of goodies and you're probably gonna have to listen to it again 
If you guys want to find out more about Cinnamon and see her work and find out more about her services, you can visit her at www.cinnamonwolf.co and she's also on Instagram at cinnamonwolf.co and her and her husband's podcast is called Focused and I'm going to link all this information in the show notes so you guys can easily link to it. Also, if you like today's show, I'd love for you to leave us a review on whichever platform you guys are listening on. This will help new users find out about us and we would appreciate your kind support. Also, as you know, podcasts are free and we'd love for you to click the support this podcast button and help support the show. Thank you so much. Be sure to visit www.twitchandae.com to read our latest blog post, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. Do you have a topic you want us to discuss or someone we should share a cup of tea with? Email us at info at brooklynview.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and can't wait to share our next cup of tea together. Bye, you guys.